Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Today on the podcast, we are joined by a special guest known as the Modern Marketing Mentor. Katrina is an accredited neuromarketer through the University of Pennsylvania, and she specializes in bringing proven human-first marketing that will outlast every trend. She's worked with leading organizations such as Morgan Stanley, but her heart is in small business. She believes that when women are empowered, the world is a better place. She is also the host of the podcast Through the Marketing Lens. She is a proud working mama and is a self-proclaimed French fry addict. I can totally relate to that. (laughs) Welcome. I am so excited to chat with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited too. I love talking all things marketing, so I was really excited to connect with you because I know so many people in my audience struggle with marketing and making sales. And I mean, as a business, that's kind of essential. So I'm excited to dig into this with you. So I'd love for you to start just telling us a little bit about you, kind of how you got started in business. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, everyone who struggles with marketing, this is a normal part of being a human being. And I just want to put that out there. Marketing is not comfortable. It is a skill that you can decide to get better at, right? My journey in doing what I do and really leaning into marketing started with having my own small business. So I actually owned a brick and mortar boutique, which is very different than what I do today. And I also had a jewelry line. And what this required of me was like really getting out into the community and really putting myself out there consistently. And this was wildly uncomfortable. I never wanted to be on camera, right? All the things people tell you to do, I was like, no, not me. And I would avoid everything at all costs. But it became really clear to me at one point, wow, if I don't do this, my business is not going to thrive, right? Maybe survive, but it's not going to thrive. So out of kind of desperation, I started doing the things, putting myself out there, getting really, really uncomfortable. And I mean, specifically like going to networking events, like hosting things at my store and asking people for big favors, all things women do not like to do. And I started doing them. And then I started seeing a really big shift and it really happened kind of right away. So when I noticed that, I also noticed that people started coming to me and asking questions. Hey, how are you doing this? Hey, can you show me how you did that? Oh, I'm launching this brand. Would you help me? And so that became kind of a side gig that I was doing totally for free. I had no idea that business consulting or coaching was even a thing. I just wanted to help. And that really transitioned into a whole other business for me. 
my passion really blew up in that in a good way, um, where I got to use something that I learned kind of on the job to help other people to be able to grow in their businesses. And that's essentially what I do now. You know, I went back to school for a bunch of things. I've I've really honed my own skills since then, but that's how it really launched into a whole business for me. I didn't realize we have kind of a similar story because I started with a jewelry line and handmade jewelry business and then oh, started getting people asking me for marketing and primarily SEO help. And that kind of moved into service world. Amazing. For me, which I, I love that so many of us have these like natural shifts. It's like we listen to our audience, what they wanted help with, and it ended up completely transforming like what our businesses and lives look like today. Yeah. So I I know that you say, and I totally love this and agree with this, that marketing is actually 50% mindset and 50% strategy. So I'd love to dig into that a bit more. Yes. Okay. So first of all, I feel like that's even a lie, right? 50-50 might not even be true. It's more like 80-20, right? 80% being your mindset. And what I mean by that is strategy is kind of the easy part, right? It might feel really hard and clunky to learn how to create a strategy, but once you do, it's like riding a bike, right? You know how to do it and it's not rinse and repeat in what the strategy is, but you're like, oh, this is how I do it. This is how I create the strategy. Okay. And then you have to do the thing and doing the thing, actually implementing the strategy that you just came up with is not just about creating landing pages or creating email sequences. It's consistently being able to show up even when there's crickets. It's consistently being able to put yourself out there even when you have no idea how people are responding to things. And what happens in our brains when we are experiencing those maybe lulls or uncertainties is abort, abort, abort mission, get out of here. This is unsafe, run. And as human beings, right, this is really natural. This is a safety mechanism that is in our brain. This comes from being human beings in in the world and knowing that not that long ago, we actually, if we were ousted from our tribes for doing something crazy, right? So we would be thrown out of our tribes and that meant certain death. All right. So this we're talking about like just a few lifetimes ago. And now we live in this space where we're not really afraid of being ousted from our tribes, but our brains haven't evolved enough to even catch up with that. So we live in this space of like, oh my God, I need to get out of here. This is unsafe to be putting myself on video all the time and no one's responding anyway. So they must not like it. So I quit. And that is the mindset part right? How can you stay in the place of, no, I'm going to show up anyway. I recognize that that is just my brain trying to keep me safe. That is really, really hard for us to do day in and day out. And that's why a lot of people say, I'm sure you've heard it, that you know, entrepreneurialism is a lot more of a personal growth experience than anything else. And that, that's it right there. It's because of the mindset that we have to learn to evolve for ourselves. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a journey. <laughs> I love how you put it. Like it's, there's so much personal development involved. And, and I think like with the mindset piece, I think if the mindset piece is not there or not where it needs to be, 
it's going to be hard for you to actually, if you're like coming up with the strategy, you're going to hold back. You're not going to want to do things in the strategy because of your mindset. Totally. It's scary. There is no way to not be scared being an entrepreneur. No way. You have to show up scared. And that in itself is like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that in a day in and day. I don't want to feel scared every single day, but you're learning how to do it scared and it's okay. It's really a life lesson. It's so much more than, okay, how do we grow this business? It's how do we grow as people? How do I do this better? How do I accept that things that I love are sometimes going to be scary? So you're learning all of that in the process. Yeah. I know for me, one thing I always have to tell myself now, um, when I want to do something and usually it's something related to like reaching out to somebody or asking somebody to be a speaker at my summit or be a guest on the, like I'm asking for something. Usually that's when I, I find myself like hesitating and not wanting to do it. I always tell myself, what's the worst that could happen? Somebody says no, or doesn't respond. Like, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. You know, our brains actually process excitement and nerves in the same way. So you can actually kind of trick your brain. If you know that you are nervous about something, you can start saying to yourself, I'm just really excited. I am really pumped to get on this call with her. And that's why I have the jitters. You get into the brain you are, you're tricking yourself. But because the brain processes these two feelings very similarly, it's actually exactly the same way. You can get into a place where you learn to trick your own brain. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That would be so, so beneficial to so many people. Cause I think sometimes we get stuck in those nerves and it really does hold us back because I'm a lurker. So I love that you said like, keep showing up even in slow periods. Cause you never know who's watching and listening. Like if I'm thinking about like working with somebody or collaborating with somebody, I will, I'm a lurker. I will watch what you're doing and like consume all of your content. Maybe I, I might not comment. I might not like, but I am reading everything. And if you stop sharing or talking about what you do in your offers during those slow periods, because you're like, oh, who's going to see it? You're doing yourself and your audience such a disservice. Oh my God. Thank you for admitting that you are a lurker. (laughs) I'm totally a lurker. (laughs) Yeah. And so many people are, I will tell you that most of my clients are lurkers, right? Most of the people that actually will convert This is what happens in my business too. And I bet you, if you ask around, that is just human nature, right? We kind of are like, we don't want them to ask me the questions. We don't want them to know because maybe I'm still deciding. You don't know where they are in the process. So they might not be doing what you expect them to do, which is like, why aren't they commenting all the time? It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's really not. But yes, it's not what we want people to do. We want people to be commenting and stuff, but know that this is your experience. This is what I see from my clients as well. Very, very little comments before they actually convert. Mm -hmm. I I find the same thing with my audience too. Like when I put out my highest ever one-to-one offer, I had somebody book a call and then we started working together And I was curious because I I was like, I haven't connected with her at all. So I went into my email marketing and I'm like, she's only ever bought one like $27 product. So, but she's like, oh, I love your email so much, but she's never replied to them. So I, I had no idea. It's just, 
it's so true that you never know who's watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I also think this is also why I like stories on Instagram. I think it's a cool thing that we have access to see how many eyeballs are on our stuff, right? Because everything else you're like, well, I don't know how many people actually saw these things. So it is, you obviously have to train your audience that that's where you are. But if you are going on to Instagram stories, you can see growth. You can see that if you're showing up consistently, maybe you have seven people watching and then it's jumping up to 17, right? It's a great thing for you to see like, okay, this is what's happening everywhere. If this is what's happening in stories too. Mm -hmm. That's so amazing. It's the same with emails too. I I find that when I've had to like look people up for certain reasons, like, oh, they didn't get an email. So they reached out and I went in to check their tags and make sure everything was set up properly. And I'm like, wow, they've opened every single email I send. That is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's like a fun exercise to go back and see whenever I don't feel like there's momentum. And I tell my clients to do this too. If they're like, oh, I just don't feel like there's anyone booking calls or whatever their business is, right? Things feel slow. A lot of times it's about shifting the feeling around what you're experiencing. Because if you can create momentum, then things start happening for you. And there's lots of reasons that that is the case. But one of the ways that you can create perceived momentum for yourself, right? A lot of this is internal. Again, we're talking about like, how do you create a better experience for yourself? So then it shifts outward. You can go into what you just said, your email marketing and see like how many people opened up this email. Cool. How many people clicked this? Cool. And okay, let me send out another email and see if I can do that a little bit better. So even those things, like I'll be like, I'm going to send out this email and I want to see if maybe five people book in a call. And when I actually see that happen, I'm like, wow, that's the momentum we can create almost instantly if you're willing to take the risk. Yeah. One one thing kind of along that, I heard somebody say, um, I can't remember who it was, but they suggested having like a love folder where you screenshot every really good reply that you got to an email from somebody in your audience or a Facebook post or comment. And then anytime you're feeling a little, ugh everything's slow. I'm worried. I'm like getting stressed out about things. Just go into that folder that you've saved everything to and just read through everything and remind yourself about the impact you're making. That's lit. I don't know if you saw that for me, but that's literally what I have too. Maybe other people. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I I have the exact same thing. And I strategically put it in a place where I know I'm going to open it up at least twice a year by accident because it's inside of like my numbers folder. And I do numbers exercises twice a year. I know I'm always going to open that and it is really powerful. It's also a good reminder of like, oh, these people I need to be connecting with consistently too, right? Just from like a human perspective, it feels really good to connect the people who love and respect you already. It's such a good idea. And I know I actually did something, I didn't intentionally do this, but I just redesigned my website and like rebranded completely. And it was such a big project and so much work and as I was getting to the end of it, I'm like, oh, I'm like really starting to feel burnt out. I'm starting to feel exhausted. And then I started, I went into my Airtable where I have all of my testimonial forms. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to update some testimonials and grab some new ones. And I went in there and just read them all. And I was like, okay, now I feel like energized, re-energized again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. It's so fun. It really is. And like, we can do fun things within our internal marketing to create excited energy. And when you're showing up excited, 
whether it is in your stories or if you're like, no, heck no, I'm not going to put my face on stories. It's even in the copy, right? Like when you write with more emojis, it's so crazy how we can see, I see this all the time in emails, when you use emojis in your subject line, there's more people who actually go in, right? So these small, subtle things, why is it happening? It's because people feel the excitement and we all want to feel good. So it's this all can come out through strategy, but really the strategy there is you feeling good. Mm-hmm. That's a big piece. I feel like some people put offers or digital products or programs like out there that they're not really actually excited about. Mm -hmm. So then they start to market it and you can just tell that it's, they're not as like the energy just isn't there behind this offer when you're reading the like promo posts and stuff. A hundred percent. I see this all the time. It's also taking the space to really believe in what you're doing, right? If you don't believe in what you're putting out there, you're like, I don't really know what the results are that we're going to get from this. You can tell when someone is like half understanding what they're even saying, or we are very perceptive and we're taking in a lot more information than the words that are coming out of your mouth. The words that are coming out of your mouth are actually a small percentage. And we know this from neuroscience of how people interpret what it is that you are putting out into the world. So if you think about that, then it kind of doesn't even matter what you say. (laughs) Of course it does. Definitely get the words right. But it's more about how you're showing up and all these other elements that go into it, which come down to your energy. You know, those people who can sell ice to Eskimos, that's why. So what would you say to somebody who, I know a lot of the introverts, like in my membership, sales and selling, or even just talking about their offers is, is something that they really struggle with. So they tend to not do it as much as they should. We feel like, oh, I don't want to talk too much or promote this too much because I don't want to bother people. These are some of the things I know I struggled with years ago. And I hear it so often. I I go to their Instagram page and I'm like, I can't even tell what you do. (laughs) Yeah, I I potentially want to work with you, but I can't, like, I'm not really getting an understanding of what it is you do or offers that you have available. So I'd love your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I think one of the most important parts of what I call the marketing revolution, which seems really dramatic, but I really truly believe in this, is that marketing is no longer a 2D experience. Okay. Meaning, you know, we've heard forever like digital marketing, make sure your Instagram bio says it this way, right? There's like rules to how you're supposed to do certain things. And frankly, like, I don't, I don't know if you feel it, but I feel like everyone's kind of sick of all of the rules and we all know the tricks already. We're all really smart and in tune with all the digital marketing stuff. So what I'm going to say is not necessarily a traditional thing to say, but marketing is not one size fits all. It's not. And buying a program that someone has or a done for you funnel, like that kind of a thing, it's not going to convert the same way for you as it would for someone else who is really successful. And that's because it aligned with them. So while I would love to give you something that you can implement right now. My answer to that is instead of going like, oh, I have to do the thing I hate doing. 
I want you to take a step back and really spend time clarifying your marketing and your brand. And that's kind of a big, broad statement, but it is essential for you to be able to grow in what 2023 is going to bring. We want like a whole different version of people to be showing up. And that doesn't mean you don't have to have a funnel or like all those things. Those are, those things are important, but we need you to be willing to show up and be really excited about what you're talking about. And if you don't take the time to step back and know what this is really about and believe in it, kind of what we were talking about before and be able to rattle it off at a cocktail party or wherever you are in person That's the first element that you have to do this now. There's no faking it anymore. We've been thrown so many things that are bogus or whatever industry you're in. As you're doing that, what's going to happen is you're going to get more confident with it. So it's like a twofold part of the process. You're going to love what it is that you're doing even more, right? This is about the feel good energy. And that is a beautiful experience for you to have really stepping into yourself. And we were talking about mindset. This is the mindset work. You're literally doing the mindset work by doing the brand work, right? So your question being like, how can someone do this if they're an introvert and they don't like talking about things or it's unclear on their Instagram page, stop thinking about marketing as transactions. It's not a single campaign. That is a very 2D way of thinking about your marketing. It is big. It is robust. We want you and we want to know what you stand for. And it has to be littered everywhere, everywhere. It has to be, you don't have to talk about 45,000 things. You can talk about two things over and over and over and over and over. But your job is to get clear on what those two things are really, really, really clear and be bold and audacious in a way that feels good to you, not to me, Mm -hmm. not to anybody else. Figure out what that is. And that's the inner work, right? Nobody talks about that in business. No one's saying like, I mean, you were hearing this now, but when I started out as an entrepreneur, there was no one going like, you need to do inner work to figure out what your business is going to be about. We all know this, but the inner work is actually the brand stuff, right? It's digging into like what matters to you. And if you're not doing that, which most business owners don't start out by doing that. If you haven't, it's okay. It's a big opportunity for you to do right now, get really, really clear, and then figure out like, where can I safely talk about this? That feels good to me. Whether that's in copy, that's great. Copy is great. Okay, so build that email list and talk about it like crazy. Or if you're like, no, I love podcasts. Okay, cool. Figure it out where it feels good for you and be really vigilant about that place. I love that. Yeah, I always talk a lot about, actually, I have a workshop on it called Clarity Equals Confidence because mm. <laughs> that, was, that was true for me. Once I got really clear on my audience, my values, my brand, it's like marketing became so much easier. (laughs) Yes. And natural. It was less about like, oh, getting the sale. It was more like I am sharing, I am connecting and the sales and everything else is just going to happen because it feels so much more natural to me. 
Amen. And that is the secret sauce, right? Everyone who wants to know, like, how do you sell so easily? I'm going to tell you something. I hate sales. I hate it. It's not my thing. I have to do it, right? We all have to do it. But instead of going, oh, I hate sales. I don't want to get on this call. I get on the call and just connect. That's it, right? That's the whole way through business. That is the secret sauce is how do you get to that place where you're like, okay, but I I just, I don't like doing that, but I have to make a sale. How about you just lean into your expertise and be really, really clear on it. And it's going to sell itself. Yes, you do need to have strategy. I do not want to say that there's no strategy to anything. I don't get on a sales call or do marketing without some intention behind it. Absolutely. But I'm not getting on the sales call and going, all right, let me tell you all about my packages. Uh -uh. I I let it kind of flow and read the room. And if you're sharing from a place of like, I want to connect with this person, then it either works or it doesn't. And it's not my job to convert everybody. It's my job to show up and show my brilliance. And then if it works, amazing. And if it doesn't, cool. Like it's, it's good. There's plenty of fish in the sea. And that's all from really leaning into what it is that I do and being really bold and audacious in the spaces that I do show up. I don't show up everywhere. You don't need to. Yeah. I feel like I I love that you said reading the room because I feel like so many introverts, because we tend to be like more in our heads, more quieter. We tend to be great listeners. So use that when you are doing a sales call, like focus on, on the client, like really listen to what they're saying. And you can make that connection so much easier and more naturally versus getting on a call thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to make this sale? What if you ask me a question and I don't know what to to say or what just focus on the client and just really read their needs, what they're telling you and, and use that to kind of guide the conversation. Totally. And I think what we need to recognize and every human being knows this is we all just like to talk about ourselves, not, not exactly about ourselves, but you're, you're not thinking about what someone else's kid is doing. You're thinking about what your kid is doing. Right. And that's because we are built that way. That's how our brains are built. We are egocentric and, that's not bad or good. It just is. So use that to your advantage, right? When you get on a call, control the call. Don't let the client control the call. Say, okay, this is how it's going to go. We're going to talk this, this, and this. And I want you to kick it off with, and then give them a question, right? And so you're guiding the call, but once they say something, reflect it back to them. So what I'm hearing is X, Y, Z. And so Does this make sense to you based off of your needs? Let them be seen and heard and feel special. And that's not trickery. That is just using human psychology to do a better job at sales. But you're still connecting. You're hearing them. You are still sharing your brilliance. And it's just not so much about like hard sales. It's really kind sales. Mm -hmm. I love that. One thing I know you said earlier was about, I, and I love this, I'm, I'm all about this, that marketing is not one size fits all. And just because something 
works for somebody else. Like that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for you. And it made me think of a Facebook ad that I've been seeing lately over and over again. That's like, grab the swipe files of my actual emails from my 100K launch. I love things like that because I like to see examples. Mm -hmm. There's no way to verify the resulted in 100K, but um, just to see. And then I have to take that and be like, okay, is there anything here that would work for me? Or does this spark anything not to be like, okay, this is exactly how she did it. So I need to follow exactly this format. And I think that's where people struggle because they do get these, you know, swipe my exact launch plan or swipe my exact email copy. And then they use it as is basically and wonder why it didn't work for them. (laughs) Honestly, think this is such a pervasive thing. And it drives me bananas. And this is something I really am against. Now, I give my clients everything that I have that I've ever done. So I'm not saying that using that exactly the way that you're sharing it, using it as kind of a data point is so valuable. But to think that my clients are going to get any success just copying me is a horrible way of being. First of all, how gross and inauthentic is that? And you don't, where's the line? Like, where is, where is you and where is someone else? And like, where does it become like super strange that you're taking over kind of like their personality? I just don't like that in doing business, right? Instead of, oh, how do I get that 100K launch? How about like, how do I create that kind of business? How do I do this in a way that, feels really good. And by the way, if you need someone to copyright for you, that is fine, right? Like I hire out for copywriters, but it is my voice. Mm -hmm. It is not someone else's voice. I check over everything as the CEO of your business, no matter what you do, small, big products, it doesn't matter. You really need to get all of the aspects of this. And then you can really guide people. So when you get to a place of hiring a copywriter, for example, if that's not a strong suit for you, amazing. But success for you, 100K launches, if that's what you consider success, is going to be about you saying, I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to do it in a way that I light up. Mm -hmm. And I know I hear this being said quite often right now, but I think it's getting even more kind of confusing because we're like, well, what does that mean? Like, What's the thing that lights you up when you're in the shower? What are you thinking about? Like, well, that's really how I define it. Cause sometimes my brain will just like go in different directions and I'm like, oh, that's what I need to do next. Like lean into that thing. Do it. Like, even if you're like, I've never seen anyone do that. Try it in a way that you can be really excited about it. It doesn't come from copying other people. It really doesn't. I've literally never seen someone else. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Never seen someone else like buy a course, do exactly what they did and then have massive success. Never. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If only it was that easy and we're (laughs) right. Right. Exactly. We would all be buying all the courses. There's a reason we hear over and over people going, yeah, I bought all the courses, but it didn't work. And so now I'm hiring a coach, right? It's because Mm -hmm. that's really, there's obviously something 
this is how it is in a lot of industries. And I equate it to the weight loss industry. There is value for the weight loss industry and you never really losing the weight. Think about it, how much money there is to be made by you failing each time. That is not by accident. And it's the same thing in marketing. It's so confusing. And that's how they want it to be. And when I say they, there's no like big brother who's like, let's make it really confusing. But we don't have a roadmap. And because it's so confusing, people get to make so much money off of you because you're confused, just like in the weight loss. Instead of trying to buy everyone else's roadmap, take yourself out of it and go, okay, what do I want to do? What is the thing I'm thinking about in the shower? How can I show up? All right. And then work it backwards. Who can help me with that? Where do I need to hire out? Right. And this, this is going to require a lot of planning and thinking, but that's where the success is. And I am telling you, like, my biggest joy is seeing women really like knock it out of the park. And I wish I had a roadmap to sell. Right. But I, I don't, I have you to connect with and create that success with you. I cannot hand you something on day one. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And so many people want that like quick results <laughs> where I can just plug and play and I can have a hundred K launch too. But I think I was there too. Like I'm, I'm always say I'm a self-proclaimed course junkie, but it got to the point where I was just consuming all the information and never actually implementing or doing anything with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, sometimes like if you have a lot of courses, it may be time to not buy any for a little bit. Maybe you need one-on-one guidance and coaching, or maybe you need to hire somebody to actually do something for you. And I love that you said copywriting, because I think I also wanted to share, like I've, I've done hired a copywriter a few times and the first time it was a little difficult for me. And I realized it was because I did, I wasn't really clear on my values or my brand. So definitely that's the, I mean, that is the foundation for everything, not just marketing, but your copy. So if you're going to invest in a copywriter, for example, like you need to do that foundational work first, or the copy is going to be okay, but it could be a lot better if you actually were able to give them more information about your brand and your audience and the message that you want to put out there and the transformation that you provide. Totally. And by the way, your copy is part of your marketing, right? So all of this marketing is such a broad topic, but all of this starts with who are you? What do you care about? Right. And if you don't know how to do that and you hire a copywriter, a really good copywriter is going to ask you that. And they're going to say, if you don't know this stuff, you should do this exercise first. So just know that going in, whoever it is that you're hiring, if they're good, they're going to know you need some of this information for them to do a good job. And it's about their success and your success. So yeah, it can feel really daunting to hear like, okay, I I hear you on this, but I don't know where to start with all of this. And it is, it's big, right? It's, it's a lot for you to dig into. And I want to, I want to give some like actual uh, things that you can take away and do something with it. And I would say like, 
you first of all, there's YouTube University. You can find a lot of this stuff on YouTube. How do I create my brand pillars? What are my brand values? Those kind of things. And then if you are like, okay, great, this is great, but I need extra help. Find someone who can teach you these things. This is so valuable for your business. I cannot stress it enough. Wherever you're going to go next, this is where you start. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's, and, and so many people skip over that because they're like, oh yeah, I know it's in my head. I, I know what's important to me and what my message is, but if you're hiring people like service providers, like a website designer, even, and you're not giving them that information out of your head and just thinking that they're going to automatically know <laughs> it, it's not going to work. Totally. It's not. And we see this all the time. When I go to get my hair cut, if I was to walk in and just say like, you know what I mean? Like cut it around here. And, and they're like, but what color do you want? And like, I don't know, like a little bit blonde. You don't do that, right? You walk in with a picture and you're like, this is what I mean. And they ask you 14 questions. Like there's bangs in this picture. Do you want bangs? Oh no, no, no. I don't want bangs. I just like that. Right. You have to go back and forth. It's the same thing with your brand. You would never just close your eyes and let someone cut your hair. So Yeah, you got to do the upfront work in order for your marketing, every single piece of your marketing to be strong. I love that. And I love everything that you talk about in terms of marketing. Because I think when people hear marketing, they just think, oh, posting on social media. But it's not at all even a tiny portion of what marketing actually entails. No, it's not. Marketing is so, it's actually... I mean, I, I I love it. Clearly, I could talk about it for days and days, but it's it's actually just about being human. That's what it is. Like actual marketing is doing something good for the world, putting your service or product or business out there in the world to serve the people that need it. And it kind of gets a bad rap because I hear people saying like, oh, like oh, I'm getting like marketed to, right? It has like that negative connotation, but it's not for everyone. If you don't want it, then you shouldn't be getting it, right? We're trying to focus on the people who will get a better life from what it is that you are giving them. So it is, it's a beautiful thing if you're doing it well. And we, like I was saying before, a lot of people treat it as a transaction and that's where it gets the bad name because they're not looking at it from the holistic approach. There's the human element of marketing which is where marketing is going, is about making people feel good. That's it. That's the whole thing. That is the secret sauce to like actually building brands that people are fanatics. Because if you can make people feel good, then that's all we ever desire. If you think about why do you do literally anything that you do, literally anything, pick a thing, whatever it is, you're going to the gym, you're working out. Why? Because you want to feel good. Well, I, I want to look good. Yeah, but you want to look good, which makes you feel good, right? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I'm eating this sandwich. Why are you eating that sandwich? Because I'm hungry, right? So if you if you are able to quench that hunger, not if that's the right word, quench your hunger, you're going to feel good, right? You're trying to always get to the next place that makes you feel good. So your marketing overall, your human experience. So the experience they have by being within your brand walls, when you make them feel good, they stay. 
Right. And then they just want more and more and more. And when they are like, okay, finally, like that's the one I'm going to convert. That's what we're doing. We're just making you feel good, feel good, feel good. If you don't feel good, you're welcome to leave. That's it. I'm so excited about, I, I do feel the shift in marketing the last maybe year or two. And I love how things are moving into more of a human first kind of marketing style because, oh my gosh, like some of the stuff that was out there was just, it just reminded me of when you, when I would go into like a retail store and I'd get like attacked from the salesperson. Um, That's kind of how I felt online sometimes just scrolling content. It was like sales, 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 just in your face all the time. Yes, I know. And like in the DMS and everywhere, it just feels, it felt so desperate for a while there. And it it's still there, right? It takes a while for it to fully move over. But the people who catch on to the human first approach now are going to be way ahead because the people who are still doing kind of the, the transactional style marketing are going to be left behind, right? And this is a process of really moving over everything you do to this way and really learning the way and what feels good for you, right? It's not overnight, But this is how I think of like electric cars. This is what's happening in the world, right? If you do not, we're not saying it's everything is going to be electric cars tomorrow, but we're watching how every brand is now having electric cars, right? And this is what we need and everybody knows you need it. So in a few years, everything's going to be electric. It's the same thing with marketing. We're watching it happen. It's just not something that's concrete. So you can't see it the same way we can see electric cars, but it is happening within brands. The big, huge brands, they're all having meetings and going, how do we make this more human? How do we create an experience? How do we make people feel good? That's literally what they're talking about. So think about it from a small business perspective. How can you do that within your brand walls? And that's the question for you to be thinking about But in order for you to do a good job, it means you have to know who your brand is. This has been amazing. (laughs) I know we could both probably talk marketing and this conversation go forever because I, yeah, I'm so excited with how things are shifting and changing. So I know you have a free marketing workbook that looks amazing and we'll be dropping that link below the episode. And then you also have a podcast. Did you want to share a little bit about your podcast? Yes, I would love to. So if this conversation is exciting, I could talk about marketing to myself all day long, (laughs) which is why I have a podcast. So through the marketing lens podcast is my podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I share actual things that you can implement, like to keep the episodes nice and short so that you have something to walk away with every single week for you to be able to do in your business. So I welcome you over there. I would love for you to join me at Through the Marketing Lens. Awesome. We will have that link to your podcast as well in the show notes. For anyone listening, how can they best get in touch with you or work with you? Just tell us a little bit about that. There are lots of different channels to find me on. I would highly recommend Instagram. I have a lot of like free stuff over there so you can lurk away. (laughs) My Instagram is at Katrina Aronson underscore consulting. And I have a couple ways to work with me. So if you have a, a business and you already have the business and you're ready to grow, you're ready to scale I work with a couple different things, either within a group setting, which is an incredible experience with 
women who are growing and scaling. And my mission within that group is to be able to make it accessible to as many women as possible. So we create community and we help you to actually market and not just market, scale your marketing as well. And the other thing that we do is we work one-on-one as a digital CMO. So I go into your business with you, get in the weeds with you, and you have someone who obviously has been doing this for a long time, but also has the data points from hundreds of other clients, what's working, what's not, and how do we make it work for your personality? So that's really the two ways that I work with people right now. And I'm always happy to just have a conversation in the DMs and share my insights. This is my joy in life. So feel free to DM me any questions. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love that you focus too on being accessible and like sharing all of your knowledge. Like I I love your podcast and the fact that it's like, like you said, it's short, actionable. You can take away an action step from every episode. I think that's so helpful and so powerful. Thank you. I would love to have shorter episodes, but I'm like, I just love talking to people. (laughs) (laughs) We also have interview episodes. I totally agree with you. I just love having the conversations with people. It's hard to keep those episodes short. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. And everyone listening will have all of her links in the show notes. So you can check out her podcast, get the free marketing workbook and head over to her Instagram and website to learn how to work with her for your marketing. Thank you so much, Tara. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at theterrareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.